shots, what up? Are you down to ride? No pockets full of money, but we're getting by. I remember when I didn't have to work. Walking through the woods, I was covered in dirt. No job, no bills, just some time to kill. And all I had to do was skate and surf. Now it's a different kind of grinding, taking up my time. And John Senning with the White Boy Reggae, Serenation. These guys are local. I saw them on Saturday night. They're from uh, Treasure Island. Remember uh, the name of the reggae band that we had in the studio? We might have been before either one of you were on the show. Oh, uh, Tranquil? No. That sounds cool. They were cool. And then... uh, the day we had the Nappy Roots in, we also had another band in, Hard Target. <laughs> oh, those guys are cool. Those guys were awesome. Hiccup. Hiccup was it. Oh, Hiccup is cool. Well, these guys did it really well. I enjoyed Hard Target. What's the name of that uh, that uh, band that we would see at the Lightning Games? They're the 80s cover oh, band. Oh, 80s. They do it all. They did. Um, oh, yeah. That's oh, what right. was their name? Oh, man. Because they played at Caliente a couple of times. Oh, we loved was them. Was it the, the Hot Shots? No, <laughs> it was. Uh, Shoot, this is really going to oh, bother this is me. going to kill me. Um, I don't want to say a word because it's going to be wrong. Uh, hold on. Caliente bands. Uh,. They are. Oh, oh what was their man. name? Oh, seven two seven five seven nine one zero two five and eight hundred seven seven one one zero two five. Oh, oh man! Come on, Seth, you got this. I'm, I'm googling. I'm googling. It was like Hard Target, but it wasn't Hard Target. It's two words, right? Yeah. You with me? Two words? Yeah. I'm yeah. trying. I just remember we loved them so much. Because they played before the a couple of the Bolts playoffs. They played. Played. They were playing during every uh, Bolts playoff game. Yeah, and a female lead singer and a male lead singer. I uh, think there was a whole. Th- they were like up in the top there. Oh, what was their name? Well, this is really gonna oh, bother me. I can't move on in life. Until- I keep thinking like zero res, but that's what Mike Calter reads uh, ads for. So that's not it. Hard Target was the hip hip hop band, and this band was called. No filter. No, Thank filter. You, Karen. no filter. No filter. Rockstar Karen with the text message. Yeah, no filter. She's absolutely correct. No hell filter. Yeah. No oh. filter. Hell of a hell of a group. Ooh, very memorable. Uh, so, probably most of you know about the sex club in Brandon, known as Eyes Wide Shut. Uh, they're able to operate under the law, which is great. Uh, it's a bar on one side, and then on the other side, it's quote unquote lodging, where discerning adults can go they can go in a private room with a door that can or cannot lock like you can choose to lock or unlock leave it unlocked a couple of public rooms and then one big public room they sell sex toys over there and all kinds of stuff too they've been legally operating for quite a while now and um i've been a couple times my the the last girl i was in a serious relationship she was into that stuff and uh and i went along with her the the legality of it all is very confusing to me because so so I guess I should be led to believe there is some sort of permit you can get to allow people to have sex at your establishment. No, you're not you're not allowing them to have sex. Whatever they do on the lodging side is completely up to them. Oh, so so it's just like that's a hotel probably, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, that's how it's that's yeah. the permitting of it. Is right. it's, it's a lo- it's a lodging. Right. It's so not, you're you're not you're not saying, "Hey, I'm going to rent this space for sex." You're uh, saying, "I am going to purchase a membership where I get a hotel stay." Or and so under the lodging laws, they're they're just lodging. Now, are all those rooms? I know we've talked a lot about it before. Are all those rooms closed off? Or- Some of them are. When you walk in, there are a few rooms right on your left, and the, they have doors. 
So some of people, some people go in there and they leave the door open and the blinds open. Some people go in there and close the door and close the blinds so nobody can see what's going on. Mm-hmm. It all depends on your preference. So when you have these underground sex clubs, how do they make their money? Are they just doing it because there's not a ton of places to go, or are they making money? Um, they're making some money, but I, judging by the looks of the people in the story that you sent me from Brandon that got raided because they were operating in a neighborhood and having a bottle club without a license. Uh, This is an interesting group of people because you've got a 70-year-old man, a 42-year-old man, a 61-year-old woman, and a 32-year-old woman. So probably two couples were operating something called the Sexual Encounter (laughs) Center. And this was in uh, a neighborhood... I guess it's off Huntington Street, off Kings Avenue, south of Lumsden. Dude, that is a uh, very inconspicuous title as far as the name. Sexual Encounter Center? <laughs> yeah. So the house they were having it, I read up on this story because I'm very intrigued. I, I would have loved to have at least been invited. I'm somewhat insulted that I that I wasn't. You think this is one of these uh, high-level swing no. fests? No. You saw the mugshots, right? I didn't. Oh, <laughs> I can assure you this was no high-level swing wait, fest. Wait, wait. You could tell by somebody's face if they're a high-level swinger? Oh, yeah. You look at these mugshots, Seth, and I guarantee you this is not the kind of swinging party that you'd like to attend. You look at Pete Rose's face and you go, that's the face of a hit king? No, I think that's the face of a degenerate gambler. Mm. It's funny you say that. One of these guys kind of looks like an older Pete Rose. <laughs> he totally, like an old, crazy Pete yeah. Rose. Totally does. Like, Charlie can't hustle anymore. And so... They all got arrested because they bought a house in a neighborhood that was at the end of the street and they had about an acre behind them so they could discreetly park cars back there and conceal a lot of the traffic. And as they used to say on Scooby-Doo, I would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for you meddling kids. If not for a busy-body, nosy neighbor, they probably would still be having their sexual encounter center parties. Well, I mean, do you, do you support the, the sex parties in the neighborhood? Yeah. It, well, <laughs> if nobody knows about them, sure. But th- this nosy-ass neighbor named Jeff has lived in the neighborhood for 14 years. Here's what irked me. If it had been a neighbor who just complained, you know what I mean? If it had been like, look, there's drugs, there's traffic, there's blah, 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 that's one thing. This dude, I'm going to read you, uh, I'll leave his last name off. Jeff has lived in the neighborhood for 14 years and prides himself as the neighborhood watchdog. Uh-oh. Yeah, but there's more that he said. He said, look, you want to play? I'm no prude, but I don't know who's in the crowd and everything, and I don't want them in my neighborhood. I've got grandbabies running around. I've got kids and my wife. <laughs> what was that? Read that again. Read that first part again, John. I've got grandbabies no, 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 running no. around here. You want to play? <laughs> look, you want to play? I'm no prude. <laughs> That's a a direct quote. (laughs) But I don't know who's in this crowd and everything, and I don't want them in my neighborhood. I mean, that doesn't... I mean, you have a bit... People move into a neighborhood to be in a neighborhood. You are... I mean, you shouldn't be running, honestly, any business out of a residential home, let alone a sex club. (laughs) I mean... How do you know if a sex club is happening in your neighborhood? Because if there's just... Sometimes I see a lot of cars in front of a house. I go, oh, they're, they're having a gathering. They're watching a football game. Now I'm thinking there's sex factory parties happening. How about this? Keep your eyes on your paper. It doesn't matter what's going on in your neighborhood. 
Your kids don't know that there's a sex party yeah, at the end of the street. It's not about it's not about your kids knowing what's going on. It's about the fact that you have general traffic coming through a neighborhood. You've got people. I mean, I, I'm sure they're not running background checks on all the sex club people. So then you've got these sex crazed maniacs running through my neighborhood all hours of the day. Well, I got grandbabies running around. Sex crazed maniacs. They have a party like you would have a party every once in a while. No, it's not party. a party. It's not a party it that I invite a- my friends. It's a business. People are coming there that they didn't know. People are aggressive when they're all horned up. And I got kids. They're not looking to do, I hope, anything to your kids or your grandkids, dude. But you can't say that. You can't open a you can't open a business and guarantee that all of the people that come to your business. How do I know that there's not some guy that goes in there, he gets rejected for a threesome, and then he's roaming the neighborhood streets just looking for somebody to hook up with. I got kids. Well, he doesn't want to hook up with your kids, but your point is. Your point is well taken. I don't need horny guys wandering the streets late at night is what I'm saying. It, I'm the only guy for that job. The argument could be made that it does invite an unsavory element to a neighborhood that doesn't that element doesn't exactly regard the law as highly as it should. But I'm saying there are probably sex parties in and around town that we never hear about because they're discreet when it comes to parking. And they're happening in your gated community. And, and, I, oh, and man, I, I wish I would get invited to a couple of those. I, I just want to watch. I don't think there's anything wrong with a sex party. I Sounds mean, like t- you do. Sounds no, like you think there's I, plenty wrong no, with the sex party. I, I am open to sex party. Invite all of your sexy friends to come all and have sex with each other all hours of the night. But don't open. This is a business. You had people that were going there that didn't know anybody. Right. And they were operating a bottle club as well. So that means people were leaving there drunk. So the bottle club, I, I like it because I don't think a lot of people are, are doing that with the sex club. But I think to have people over, swingers have them over to your house or to, to host these every now and again, this is happening a lot. It's probably not something people do for profit. Well, I mean, not everybody. I think any good host would just be looking to recoup their investment in food and beverage. And, and that I don't think if you're in it for the fun of it. That you try to make money. But when you have these swinger parties, essentially what you're doing is you're inviting like-minded people to your house where you feel like you can trust all these people. And then you're giving them a chance to have the night of their lives. Maybe you're not looking to benefit from that monetarily. And that's the kind of swinger party I want to go to where someone's in it just for the fun of it. Like, hey, come on in and bang. You want to mix and match? That's great. You ever hear of a key party before? No. Where everybody puts a key. I think everybody puts a key in a bowl. And then you randomly have to hook up with whoever draws your key. Oh, that sounds terrible. Like if someone picks your key, it's girl, obviously. Or is that obvious? I don't know. Picks it up and goes, oh, I got John's key. Then John and the girl have to go in the bedroom and do stuff. That's cool. You've heard about those? I mean, they're big big in the 70s, I think. Huh. They've been in movies that I've seen. Not porno movies, but like regular movies. Key party, all right. Maybe we do that with the the older crowd for Drew Grabble Live Gathering. I don't don't think the... Well, I don't even... As long as it's in a you know a place where we can lodge, I think we could have a key party. The only problem is now we're in the era of the fob, and all fobs look alike. You're going to end up taking somebody's uh, Jetta home when you drive a Passat. Just <laughs> random example. Uh, Drew Grubb alive. Hello. A nightmare. <laughs> Never wake up. <laughs> Hello, caller from the 570. Hey, I, yeah, I have an idea. Maybe we should do, or not we, but maybe someone should do a uh, hmm? non-for-profit, maybe a 501c3 um, sex party business. And then they could just make it legit on the books then. Maybe we should make that a part of the Church of Drew as we host sex parties. Because uh, back in the days, the Romans, they had a hell of a bacchanal, a bacchanal, bacchanal orgies is what they had. Yes. Yeah, a lot of orgies back then. So uh, thank you, sir. I appreciate and, the idea. Not-for-profit 
sex parties. Because yeah. you don't want to make any money. Well, I mean. I'm just surprised that you haven't found out about this. I'm out of that circle now. I, I I haven't been in like two years. It was a it was an interesting circle in which to be. You know what? I don't think they can trust you because they've heard you talk about the sexcapades on the air, and they're probably go. We yeah. can't invite this guy. He's going to talk about us. Yeah, I wouldn't. You've alienated yourself from yeah. the sex community. Yeah, I'm okay with that. It was a uh, it was an interesting uh, thing to to kind of witness, uh, yet not be a part of. Like I never really felt like a part of it because I didn't know anybody other than the girl I was dating. You were more of a nudist, and you you kind of accepted the nudist colony lifestyle. Well, they don't prefer colonies because that harkens back to a penal colony or a leper colony. Oh, We prefer resort. Uh, my apologies. But yes, <laughs> I, I felt more at home with naked people than I did public sex people. I just uh, There's no shame in my game. It's the body I have. Can you have a bunch of people over at your house where they're just naked doing naked things is that okay without having sex yeah what law are you breaking and, right. and who's going to be able to stick to those rules right once you see everybody naked you're probably going to want to do thing things you know too. someone gets a boner next thing you know you know i thought when you're all naked that doesn't happen you're all kind of you're all equal you're well, not wondering what's under that dress because you can see it and it's not that great well to naturalists uh the sight of a naked body is nothing new but if you went to a nudist place for the first time yeah, yeah. murray would be uh standing oh, please at- i'm a naturalist to the to the core you'd be the first one chubbed up no yeah. i wouldn't i would take care of business long before i got there and that's, probably once on the way in you, that wouldn't true. matter you'd do that and no, then you walk would- in you'd see all those girls yeah with their but topless- you dude i'm a gentleman you i have a daughter want, you don't want to over release though you walk in that thing, you know. John, I'm not talking. I'm not going to go in depth with you, but there's no such thing. Okay? I appreciate you looking out for me. Well, I'm but saying that, you want to go with that thing full and plump. No, you, me or you, both. Everybody one. should. Yeah, one wants to not go me. in there. John, I get excited. A girl talks to me. You know, I'm where I need to be, but I would be on my best behavior that day because I am a naturalist. But and, I mean, and the naked body is a beautiful thing, no matter if you're a woman or a guy. Some some of the naked bodies you, you see out at those places are beautiful, and then there's a lot of the other ones. That's fine. I would I would spend a lot of time talking to the ugly bodies, so I didn't get aroused. It's funny because I, my first couple of times going there, I would look, and then if you did feel yourself starting to tingle somewhere, then you just go and you look at some dude who's got a hairy back and a or no speedo, just a hairy back and like a you know the, he's got. Jewelry on his thing. Oh, wow. hanging. Yeah, there were a lot Wait, of jewelry dudes, on his. A lot of dudes would have uh, like would adorn their uh, members with uh, with bracelets and whatnot. Like a ring. Like yeah, a, like a- yeah, like a, like a bunch of different rings. Like it was really weird. Like a lot of pierced nipples and and a lot of uh, jewelry around the dong. Wow. Very unsettling at first, and then you just kind of get used to it. Where do you get something like that? I didn't ask. Uh, we there was no. I, I'm not looking to have a conversation with a man who's. Uh, adorned his dong with jewelry do you think anybody would call if they've been to an underground sex party locally maybe they just tell us a little bit of what it's about we're not trying to go and drew won't blow up your spot and i'll put you on protection which is one of my favorite things to do on the radio if you want to call 727-579-1025 i've always heard the reputation of uh of west chase being like the swinger like when i started looking for houses there people are like oh yeah swingers i'm like what? I've not met one since I've been since I've been li- or at least one who has identified themselves. Well, I don't I don't think you're a swinger that they 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 feel that they can trust right now. So you're saying that because of my occupation they think I'm a blabbermouth. Well, I mean, secrecy is is key in this kind of yeah. in this kind of life. And I've you, got you know, discretion not- out the you know what. Well, you know. You don't know the things I don't know, dude. These people I mean, I know. They have things to lose. They're school teachers, they're crossing guards, there are doctors. 
You know, this is what you do. This is you, this is our job is to talk about the, the yeah. things that the, the perverted things that happen on the weekends. Seven two seven five seven nine one zero two five. And Drew, it's Drew Grab Alive. Hello. I think it's our job. It is definitely. Yeah, is. Drew. It's Will. How's it going? Hey, Will. What's cracking? Uh, I lived in Phoenix until about three years ago, and I belonged to two different high end clubs that I was lucky enough to get invited to join because I'm definitely not high end. Big man. Um, the money being made is great. Not the homeowner, but the promoters. They pay the homeowner a fee, and then, you know, you do the math. 200 people at 100 bucks a head. She was walking away with several thousand dollars a night when that party was over. 200 bucks, 200 people at 100 bucks a head. Hold on. 200? That's what he said. I had like four people over. Zero, zero. Oh, no, not in Phoenix. We had mansion parties, literally, up in Scottsdale. What'd you get into? Um, my date and I were very much into being voyeurs. I like that. And then we would find our own quiet, private spot to get our thing off. That was my jam, too. I didn't really, uh, I, I, like, watching other people's cool, but whenever anybody would come over and be like, hey, what's up? I'm like, ah, no, no, just stay over there. Yeah, I don't want anybody else girls. touching me. Thank you very much. Do you yeah. guys, do you, do you pick up moves from the dudes? Do you go, oh, that's a good one? No. Oh, absolutely. I learned oh. a bit. Oh. I brought it home. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I, uh, I'll go out there with you. We'll catch a Suns game and then uh, show me the ropes. I got to learn. I'll hit up my buddy Cotton Fitzsimmons. <laughs> He'll put me in touch with Dan Marley and Kevin Johnson. And uh, before you know it, we're at a Suns game. Oh, we should go one night, you know, just a bros night. To what? A swinger party? Yeah, sex club. No. It, it's Just it's, a watch. It's a lot weirder than you think it's not, it is. It's not a thing a bunch of dudes go to. Well, you know, just to kind of get a feel for it. Going to the bar side's cool. Like, if you're ever curious about it, just go out there and go to the bar. They don't advertise. They wanted to advertise, but believe me, they wouldn't take their money. Oh. Uh, you go out to the bar side, and you just hang out there, and then you see people going next door. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to bring your lady there and not know what it's all about. We go there, Seth, and we, we scout it out, see if it's something to— As a single man, I couldn't go, but I couldn't go just by myself because I'd be fending off too many couples that wanted to share me for the evening. Of course. You're, you're a prize. I, you're who, a catch. Who would not want this? But you can I don't think as a single guy you can't go over to the uh Well I I couldn't. It's just the people unless invited? Um even even if invited, well, it was a real weird thing because for a while there single dudes would go over there with couples and then the couple would leave and the single dude would stay and they were somewhat aggressive and predatory. Weird. Like, you know, you'd have more than one occasion where you're messing around and some dude comes up, he's like Hey, <laughs> what a lifestyle! Like, oh, so, hi. Well, well, if you're a couple and you want to invite a dude with you, yeah, I mean, I, I guess you could. I don't know how yeah. that. Would, I don't know how that would go down. Uh, like, pun intended. Like you and your girl, you know, you get me. I come over and watch while I sit on the Sibian. Yeah, just like oh, oh, I see what you did there. Uh, Drew Grab alive. Who are you from the three hundred one? Hi, Drew. It's Sam. It's a good new dollhouse ad. What? Uh, Sam. Hi, Sam. Hi. Um, well, I've been to. I'm originally from Maryland, and uh, I've been to a couple in Maryland, and then I've been to an actual like house party one right outside the Tampa area, and uh, it was bad. All right, let's talk about this house party that you went. Uh, by the way, if there is a sex club in Maryland, you know it's called Crab Cakes, uh, and that's a horrible name. So let's talk about the one just outside Tampa. Are we talking Dover, Sefner, Gibsonton? What are we talking? Uh, it was. I'm trying to remember. I, I, I'm still new to the area. I just, I just moved down a couple months ago. Uh, I want to say it was Rod. near Bradenton. How'd you find out about it if you're so new to the area? How, how are you in the know? Uh, from um, online, uh, from FetLife. I found out from one of the events locally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what was bad about it? Uh, the house was, like, really, really dirty. Um, 
uh, some of the people there were like really predatory-ish. And, and um, it's not regulated because like when you go to the uh, the Eyes Wide Shut place, they have employees and they they regulate there. They make sure you're following the rules. If you're at somebody's house, how do you know the homeowner isn't going to come in there and try and force his way into a devil's three-way, you know? Yeah, it's, uh, it, it definitely got a little awkward. And there was, I mean, there was some really nice people there, don't get me wrong, but there was just some people that were just like, get the hell away from me. You're creeping me out big time. Mm. I'm sorry. Did you go there alone or did you go with a lady friend? I went with a lady friend. Okay, good. Yeah, that, that's a much better move because that way both of you can be like, let us get the hell out of here. You don't find yourself into uh, into some strange situation, you know? Seven two seven five seven nine one two five. Well, that's the closest we got so far is uh, just outside Tampa. Oh, I like I like the, the horror stories of going to these. Just think about the the Gasparilla Parade route for a moment. You think, you know, because there's some there's some big ass mansions there. Rich people can keep their mouths shut as long as it's only rich people at the party. Oh yeah, that's I would imagine that there's a lot of high level, but those those people would never ever call, probably never even right. tell anybody that wasn't going to be there. Oh yeah. Probably not. I mean, I it's probably not happening on Gasparilla. Mm. If you're talking about the... Oh, the are you ho- kidding me? Mm. Oh, everybody comes in in their sexy pirate costumes and just ravages each other right on the... Arr, har, yeah, har. That's happening. Look at your booty. I want you to walk me plank. Har, 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 har. Isn't that... Uh, that's where that uh, Jill Kelly got into that whole thing with Petraeus and all that, right? Uh, on the, oh, the yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know there's some sexual deviance going on. Yeah. You always forget about Petraeus, right? Like a general of ours. And in fact, a buddy of mine used to help write speeches for Petraeus. And he said he was the nicest guy. Like, couldn't have been any nicer. The dude has a long, illustrious military career. And then he hires a younger lady to do a biography on him. And of course, he ended up having an affair with her. Of course he did. Got to stay away from those younger ladies. You want somebody to write a biography on you? You get someone who is either a non-heterosexual identifying female or a male. Uh, you're you're asking for trouble. Like a nanny. Remember when Jude Law banged his nanny? How, how are you going to be Jude Law's wife and get a nanny that's even remotely attractive? That, I'm putting that on her. Well, that, I think that's a, that's something for for most women. It's, like, I can't imagine just having right. a ridiculously hot woman just, like, parading around your home. But what do you do when a lot of families probably already ruling out hiring any sort of guy or manny to watch their family. You it, it's got to be a woman. It's got to be a girl. And then you're going, well, it can only be an ugly girl. You want to really find the person that's most capable of taking care of your kids when you're not there. She might be cute. Okay. Ladies who are married, if you find the most qualified candidate for a nanny job and it's a female who's a six or better your husband is going to either bang her, mouth bang her, or hand bang her. Why why are why are we also saying that all these these babysitters and all these nannies are just so hot for dads? Why do you think they get that job? Yeah, like where like like the porno search criteria didn't just pop up out of nowhere. It's a right. real thing. Yeah. This isn't this is like fiction based on fact. Well, I know it's a fantasy, but I'm what I'm saying is I don't I, every Every father might want to hook up with the babysitter, but not every babysitter wants to hook up with the dad. Right. I mean, I think it's I think it's a certain kind of dad, but I think for the most part, there's a sweet spot with a with a female who's babysitting that might have that kind of like right that whole daddy thing. Like, look at ooh, look at he's out. But you're right. There is a conditional. Your husband has to be at least reasonably attractive. If you've got a <laughs> if you got a sloppy ass husband, she's probably not going to beg him. But if you got like a a Seth at home, then definitely. There's oh, some yeah, you're getting banged. Yeah, yeah, I'm so glad we can't afford a nanny, so who knows what I'd be getting into. But you know what? Uh, bigger, ugly women are usually very nice. 
Oh, I'd bang them too. Yeah, I, it wouldn't matter what she looked like. I'd bang an Annie. Once you take care of my kid, like you're taking care of my kid, what more beautiful thing could someone do? It's so attractive, you know? And every porno goes the same way. Here, you play the part of the dad, and I'm going to be the the uh, the teenage Okay, babysitter. cool, cool. Am I coming home from yeah, work? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah no, oh, no I'm, 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 I'm taking you home. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Okay, like, yeah. you come home, and I... And yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Uh, what's your name? Can your name be Natalie? Sure. Hey, uh, hey, Natalie, thank you so uh, much no for uh, for watching the kids tonight. I really uh, appreciate they you. They were so good. I couldn't um, believe it. Like, right before he went to bed, little Pedro made me read him that story again about the tree yeah. that gives. I can't remember the name of that. And then your other kid, who's also Pedro, I don't know why, uh, he was also really cool. Okay. Uh, did you, how about I take you, uh, I run you home real quick? Yeah, you um, know, I was going to drive myself, but my Mazda Miata's in the shop, and I was going to yeah, ask Yeah, no, I'll you, take you. I got the. Uh, oh. I just got the, the, the Silverado out of the shop. Oh, good, because I saw that crappy RAV4 out there, and I was like, no way am I getting in that thing. Gross. Just let me live this fantasy. Okay, sure. Uh, yeah, Silverado it is, big boy. Yeah, so hop in. You need a boost? Okay. Yes, please. Oh, yeah, let me but just- But do me a favor- just try not to look up my very short meniscus. Yeah, let me just. I'll just. I'll just well, push your. I'm sorry. I'm just gonna Thank push you. your, oh, your oh, under. Oh. Oh. Yep. Oh, I did oh, see something. Sorry. Yep. Sorry. Okay. okay. Get in there. Hit. Flap action back there. All right. Are we driving now? We're driving. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. I used a Hall's mentholiptus because I have this throat thing and it, it just hit the back of my throat. All funny. I'm sorry. I've been wanting to talk to you about some stuff. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna pull over into the mangroves here real quick. Sure. I just don't mind that I make this noise to try to dislodge the Hall's mentholiptus tablet from my throat because I'm trying to get it out of there. You're not even working the angle, John, that you should be working. <laughs> what's a what's a young girl like you doing into an old man like me? Uh you could ask that if you want to. Why do you like the what? What is it? You got a thing for Graybush? What's wh- why are you coming on to me like this? My first sexual encounter was with my grandfather. Step grandfather, <laughs> sorry, step grandfather. It was okay though because I was twelve. That's hot. I know. Hey, me, how, how old are you now? What? How? I'm sorry. Just uh, I'm, I'm not really is that a here. Cop? I'm not really here. I just wanted to. Oh, ho- it's one of the gay guys in the mangroves. <laughs> oh, why don't you just go get with your boofing and leave us alone? Yeah, leave, leave us alone. I'm her, I'm, I'm her dad. Leave us alone. Well, why I'm were you, her dad. You were touching her butt before, sir. Yeah, don't I worry would, about what we do as a family. I've seen you here before with another dude. Oh, yeah, I've seen you. I saw you 69 in that dude over in the and buckle And I was, brush. and you're next. Hello. Once I get 169. Hello, hot girl over here. Needs a little attention. Sorry, I'll go. And you guys know you weren't doing 69. You're doing 68. That's you, do me, and I owe you on. I got jokes. Drew Grab Alive, hello. Let's leave her here. <laughs> don't kill me like the last guy. Hello. Hello. Hi, sir. Oh, am I uh, am I speaking now or to a person or am I listening to the show? <laughs> I don't know. You tell me, sir. Okay. Yeah. Well, I just wanted to call. I was just out walking and listening to the sh- the show about the uh, the free throw shooting contest. Okay. With sure. the Special Olympian. Yes, sir. I just wanted to say I coached in the Special Olympics in Chicago for ten years. Hell yeah. I just moved down here. He was the Doug I Collins of Special Olympics, Seth. I'm sorry. Oh, I, I said you were the Doug Collins of Special Olympics. He was a legendary Chicago Bulls coach. I thought I would make a Chicago Bulls. Oh, Doug ref- Collins. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, I remember watching him in college and that, and he's still part of the Bulls organization. Oh, that's beautiful. I didn't know he's alive. Go on. Yeah, he is alive, uh, and his son coaches at Northwestern. Ain't that something? But um, I had a special needs son for five and a half years, a foster son, and my wife was his teacher. Oh. And we did the Olympics for 10 years. And when Drew said, me, should I'm I Drew. let this guy win? I'm Drew. 
it kind of got me a little. Why? Because this guy is probably going to go and kick Drew's ass. I'm Drew. But he's probably very good. It's me, I'm Drew. Oh, yeah, but you don't know oh, me, sir. I'm like Rick Barry meets Larry Bird from the line. You don't oh, know. Oh, you, you are, Drew. Am I on the air right now? Yes, sir. We've been on the radio this oh, entire... I did not know that. I, didn't, yeah. I wouldn't have used that language. Oh, no, you didn't lose well, it. It's okay. It's quite all right. People use worse. John okay. uses worse. No, so I just wanted to say that a lot of these Special Olympians are really good at what they do, and they're very competitive. Our son... It was used to getting medals, and when he got a ribbon, he ripped it off and threw it down and said, I don't want this. Oh, so goodness. the guy that you're going to do, you have, do you know the person you're going to shoot against? Thomas, yes. He's a, he's a really good dude. He's uh, been on our show before, a Special Olympics athlete, and I'm really but, looking forward to competing if, with him. Have you ever seen him You know, play? Never seen him play, but he's a very athletic fellow. I will tell you that much. Yeah. A strapping lad, yes. Well, when you were saying, should I let him win in that, I'm, I'm thinking you don't have to let him win. Chances are he's going to win anyways, and I'm not right. saying you're not good, but no, I'm not good. Right. He's very good. Well, we that's why we we brought in some people that have seen Drew play basketball, and they 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 said that he has no chance. We did. I did get a text from Todd Wright, and he said, as de facto odds maker for Drew Garabo live, I have set the over under line on Garabo's free throws made this weekend at five and a half out of ten. Wow. He texted me back five minutes later. The line has just dropped to four and a half. I'd still take the under if I'm a betting man. I like that Todd is our unofficial odds setter. Oh, yeah. I said the uh, the conditions in the gymnasium are going to be blustery, so I think this line is going to continue to go down. It is going to be a chilly day, but I will be shooting with my shooting shirt on. Normally, I would wear a uh, a short sleeve shirt or a jersey, but it'll be chilly, so I believe I'll have my Orlando Magic shooting oh, jersey. Yeah. Shooting shirt. You have like a whole sweatsuit to warm up in? Yeah, I mean, yeah. And I'll rip it off. It's like a rip, a, like a tearaway NBA one. Where I tear it away, and then I'm wearing nothing underneath. So <laughs> I'm like, ah, ha, ha, ha. You're not used to playing in front of a crowd either. I'm not. No. That's true. I mean, you get a couple promo girls in there and you just crumble. <laughs> so not only was Drew doing the free throw, the shots out there, and he missed every single one of them. Then Megan started filming. I think she felt like maybe I should start filming this whole thing, even though it's been going on for an hour. And then Drew accidentally made one. And then Drew turns to Megan and says, so where are you going to post that just so I know where to see it? I said, why are you forcing her into posting you making a free throw? Maybe she could just send it to you, and you don't have to try to back her into a corner to putting up Drew making a basket on her Instagram story. No, no, she put it up on her Instagram <laughs> willingly, and I shared it on my Instagram uh, at Drew Garabo, which is now public. I decided, what the hell, I'm not oh, going to be private. Anymore. Wow, Drew Garabo, we can find you on Instagram. You're not locked up anymore. No, I've been lo- I was locked up, but then I'm like, what the hell? Why am I being locked up? Wow, I know. Ah, eh. I hope it works out. Me too. Thanks. Are you locked up? Seth hates you was locked up, but uh, I let most everybody in. Yeah, me too. I, that's the thing is I wasn't – like I think I had approved 500 people in a row without – I'm doing it for – there's one person that I'm looking out for. That that's, I'm private for one guy, that mm, that, mm, and that's it. It's, yeah. Everybody else can come in, but I, I must remain private, and then I'll uh, let you in and see my family. I always forget about that guy. I don't know how I how – I'll I never forget about him. Yeah. He said the most foul thing that ever, anybody could yeah, ever – Yeah, you should be worried about him. He said we just done much worse to you. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.